Introduction The Power of a Minute There's always one moment in childhood when the door opens and lets the future in. Graham Greene I never intended to write this book. I didn't go looking for it. It found me. Let me explain. My first book, Too Small to Ignore, was 266 pages long. But just three of those pages, 9 through 12, form the genesis of this book, Just a Minute. In the six years since the first book appeared, I've traveled across the world speaking, as always, about the value of children. It has often required me to tell my story of both joy and agony while growing up in West Africa. I've noticed that whenever I start talking about how tender and impressionable the heart of a child is, the auditorium goes eerily quiet. The metaphor of a child's spirit being a lot like wet cement or moist clay, just waiting for an act of kindness, a hug, or a well-timed word of encouragement, seems to bring a flood of memory to many listeners. I can see that momentarily I have lost them. Their eyes turn pensive, their gaze wanders somewhere beyond me, and they are children again, lost in their thoughts, remembering. I sometimes ask the audience directly, so who was it? What did they say to you? What did they do? Who believed in you before you believed in yourself? Eyes well up with tears, and audible sobs have broken out. Once in Holland, I had to stop and comfort my translator, who broke down in the middle of our message. After speaking engagements, I've lingered sometimes for hours as people line up to tell me their stories. We laugh, cry, hug, and then part as kindred spirits. We are better, more grateful, more determined people for the moments spent together. Book signings have become emotional times of memories and gratitude. Meanwhile, emails have poured in from across the world in which readers share their reflections, who blessed them, and what they are now doing to pass on that blessing. Divine Appointments So this book simply had to be written. From the stories of others, I have become convinced that if God stands a child before you, for even just a minute, it is a divine appointment. You have the chance to launch a life, if you will. You never know when you are making a memory. With each child you encounter, you have the power and opportunity to build up, or sadly, to tear down. A life can be literally launched with as little as a single word, an uplifting comment, a well-timed hug, a tender prayer, a compliment, the holding of a frightened hand, or the gentle wiping of a tear all in just a minute. And all of us, with no training, are qualified to do it. No one can say, well, children are just not my thing. I, I don't get them. I don't know how to handle them, act around them, or relate to them. The truth is, you deserve an honorary doctorate in childhood. You have done a minimum of 18 years of field research in this complex subject. Having been a child yourself, You've experienced firsthand all there is to know about childhood, what it feels like to have done something well, what it feels like to have done something wrong. You are who you are and act the way you do because of those years spent as a child. Child development experts know that the most basic and strongest values, worldview, 
and self-perceptions are deeply entrenched within us at a very early age. Perhaps this is why the scriptures so clearly and passionately call to us to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Proverbs 31, verse 8. Stories, Stories But I don't intend to lecture you in this book. Instead, I'm going to tell stories. Lots of them. I love stories. I grew up in an African village with no electricity, no TV, or even radio, other than shortwave. So we gathered each evening around the village bonfire and told stories. Perhaps the most respected skill in my village in northern Ivory Coast was not hunting, fishing, or tilling the best field. It was the ability to tell a good story. I think Jesus loved stories. No matter how important his message, he almost always embedded it in a story. 